Bats. <laughs> Did you see that? What happened? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 11 of season two of Coffee and Cauldrons. If you've just joined us, I am Robin at a tired witch on Instagram. <laughs> And I'm joined with the beautiful and talented Maria of Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you for telling me that I'm talented. Well, somebody must, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. All right, guys, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Every week, we or episode, we talk about upcoming lunar phases and kind of what that means for us. Um, and like we talked about last episode, it is eclipse season, which, by the way, is shout out to Warrior Rich Nike, who did confirm that eclipse season is a thing and that we weren't both just misremembering. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk... I'm going to preface this. I prefaced it last week, but I feel like we need to preface it again because the internet is having a full meltdown. Um, eclipse Eclipses, historically, are uh, seen as a bad omen in some traditions, as well as astrologically, it can be seen as a bad omen. Now, does that mean you cannot work with them? No, it does not. It is varying on your path, your tradition, and your culture. For example, uh, I know that the ancient Mayans believed that uh, lunar eclipses were like a horrific omen. But simultaneously, you have more like... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Modern witchcraft, where it is embracing and encompassing all aspects of a phase. I am not going to tell you what you should or should not do. It is entirely your choice. What I'm about to talk about is if you decide to work with these these lunar phases, um, Mm. the energies that potentially come with that. Your choice on if you want to work with it or not, but do know that historically many traditions do see eclipses as bad omens, um, as well as you have astrology, etc., like thousands of years of astrology, so on and so forth. It is your decision, but please stop arguing about it. <laughs> um, you know, we, we all get to make choices for ourselves in our path. So I'm not telling you you should. I'm not telling you you shouldn't. But I am telling you that we got the solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th, <laughs> which is the same day as the new moon. <clears throat> and uh, if you choose to work with this solar eclipse, um, we are going to be looking at energies that are very similar to Gemini partnering with not only the new moon, but this solar eclipse, which if you if you understand solar magic and how that works, the thought process for some people is that it is all phases of a solar solar phase. Um, I, I can speak mm-hmm. English. <laughs> uh, all phases of the sun within like a short period of time so with that we have Mm -hmm. energies of versatility adaptability communication self-expression um think about two sides of a coin much like gemini would (laughs) if you will Mm -hmm. um we're looking at imagination creativity etc these are all universally considered positive things again if we choose to use it you have that partnered with the new moon which is a new start new beginning etc um yeah so let's let's stop arguing about it please i'm getting very tired yeah. <laughs> I'm very tired i don't Honestly, think anybody's wrong i don't i think that people who say to not no. use it are 100 right because there's a lot of history there there is like historical basis for that there is astrological basis for that etc but people who do choose to use it might be very advanced practitioners you don't know that and and you can't know that about somebody so mm-hmm. <sighs> let's all just be nice i just 
<laughs> I think the most important thing about working with eclipses is how is your energy? Mm-hmm. If you're like having a terrible freaking day or you've been having terrible days, it's probably like your energy is already not very good. So maybe not. Do I didn't it. work with the full moon eclipse at all. Because <laughs> I honestly, I've had a really bad week. Like, nope. Like, <laughs> nope, I'm not touching that shit. I didn't even light my altar candles, my everyday, like, altar candles. Didn't even light those. I was like, not mm-hmm. touching it. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've worked with eclipses, like, a few times. Um, but I like it better when it hits on, like, our time zone, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you can actually, while the moon is gaining power, you can work with that aspect, and then you can work with it when it's, wait, no, river set. Mm-hmm. When it's, you know, losing power. It's basically working with all of the phases in that one night, mm-hmm. and um, it timing lot. it. That's very draining. It is. And it, honestly... Like if you like if you're as Robin said advanced enough to do it, and if you have the energy to do it, like it can really be, at least for myself and in my experience, great great time to do spell work for like important things. But yeah, you definitely have. I mean, to I do just it I know we prefaced it last time, but I like everybody acted like this was the first eclipse that has ever happened. Like, I don't know if anybody else got that vibe on the internet, but, like, the entire internet melted the fuck down. And I'm just like, hey, guys. Hey. Let's just... Everybody needs it. Why don't we all just have a nice tea and chill? Um, Should we, should we just blame TikTok? Because I feel yeah. like it was probably TikTok probably. that started it. I don't know in that for some sure, way. though. I feel like... I feel like I saying, it sounds about right. <laughs> I, it does sound about right. But, yeah. No, I don't, I don't fucking know. But I will say that if you choose to work with an eclipse, since we are talking about this, apparently, again... Um, they, the eclipses can come with very unpredictable energies. Um, it, mm-hmm. it can. Now, does that mean that, again, that you shouldn't? No. But you should also be aware of this going into it. So make your choices. Make your own discernments. Like, you're adults, mm-hmm. I would assume, listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> make your own choices. But please, please, everybody, just stop fucking arguing. Please. <laughs> like, there is historical context and basis for not working with the any eclipse. Like, people who are mm-hmm. saying that, I believe, are coming from a good place because there is genuine historical context here. However, let's just stop arguing. Okay? Let's hold hands. Share a biscuit. Let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those that have been practicing for a while, expand their views on other meanings. This week, we are talking about the King of Cups. On the Rider-Waite-Smith version of this deck, you will see our king sitting on a throne in the middle of of a somewhat restless ocean but he is remaining steady despite it despite it all he holds a cup in one hand and a wand or scepter in the other the universal keywords of this card are balance emotional maturity and compassion so for myself kings deal with power expansion looking towards the future boundaries and building up their kingdoms this particular king deals with using emotions to his benefit and concentrates on the future outlook of his happiness and emotional fulfillment When this king pops up in readings, it shows that we need to remain level-headed and not let our emotions get the best of us. We need to think about how we react emotionally, um, how we react to things emotionally that may affect us in the long run. And this doesn't mean that we should ignore the negative feelings we are facing, but to use them to our advantage. Put boundaries up where they need, um, where they need to be 
to protect our mental and emotional health and even push past our fears and expand on what happiness means to us so we can uh, attain further happiness and fulfillment down the road. He can also tell us that we need to remain impartial in some situations, not to get emotionally involved for not only our benefit, but sometimes for others as well. If you do have to be emotionally invested in the situation, this card wants you to remember what it is you are building up for in the potential long term. It isn't always going to be easy and you may face some turbulent waters along the way, but much like when you are in a relationship, you know, we take the good with the bad. We love our partners because we want to build a life with them. Ergo, remember why you started and what you're building up to and how much it means to you. So Robin, how do you view this card? Well, before I tell you how I view this card, I want to tell you my favorite little fact tidbit about this card. I know this won't be surprising Mm -hmm. that I say it since I wrote an entire fucking book on symbolism of tarot. But Mm -hmm. if you look at the original artwork by Pamela Coleman Smith in the bottom Mm -hmm. left hand corner, you see like a little fish like jumping out of the Mm -hmm. water. That was supposed to be a dolphin. Are you serious? Yeah, it's supposed to be a dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, like, it was like 1910 or something. Maybe she'd never seen a dolphin before or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But um, I just really like that little anecdote about um, (laughs) this card. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) That's why it's jumping out of the water. It's a dolphin. (laughs) Um. Okay, so with this card, I see the King of Cups like being the perfect father that we all wish we had. Like he is patient, he is kind. When he gets upset, he doesn't lash out. He knows when to walk away from a situation and come back to it when his mm-hmm. emotions are more stable. Um, it. <laughs> His emotions are less transparent in that he is so in tune with himself that he's able to not necessarily show them out like outwardly right away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's in control of that sort of situation. And with that, he also is like this incredibly talented artist and because he has other controlled means of emotional expression. And so Mm -hmm. when I see this card in a reading, oftentimes it is reminding us to hone in that kind of energy, to have a word with ourselves, walk away from situations that, you know, uh, maybe we would have a reaction. You know what I mean? It is choosing Mm -hmm. to pause and think instead of just erupt and instead finding new means to communicate those emotions in a healthy way. That is... Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. <laughs> Not everybody is obviously oh, going to go like paint about it, but you can still communicate effectively and health healthily um, without necessarily needing to react in that exact moment. I like that. Thanks. You're so smart. <laughs> Thanks. I have like a really big brain. Um, so, um, so this week we are going to talk about something that, um, if you follow me on social media, you're probably sick of me talking about, but tough shit. We're going to talk about it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marie and I are going to talk about vetting sources in the witchcraft community. Uh, as content creators ourselves, I personally believe this is something that we are not exempt from, from being held to, um, content creators in general are human beings uh we we're not god we're not the judge and jury (laughs) and most Mm -hmm. content creators in my opinion are doing their absolute best out there to provide you with well-researched information or even if they don't have the well-researched information pointing you in a direction that maybe you could find it however (laughs) And I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past. There are content creators out there. And not just content creators out there, actually. that That's an oversimplification. There are 
creators of all kind. So authors, podcasters, fucking poets, like, I don't know, like (laughs) everybody, right? That Mm -hmm. um, their main goal is to get you to engage with them so they can make money. Which leads us into a definition that we have to cover before getting into this topic, which is the definition of a grifter. I know that word has been thrown around a lot on the internet lately. Um, And grifter, by my definition, so do what you will with that, is not somebody who makes money off of witchcraft necessarily um because Mm -hmm. this is our a lot of our jobs like i'm not gonna sit here and tell people point fingers and say well you make money off this so you're a grifter (laughs) because us being on this podcast it we make money from doing this that like that's what our patreon's for right (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, or the fact that I run a tarot shop I wrote a book Maria runs a tarot shop like Maria's writing a book like to to point fingers at somebody just because they financially benefit from their creation would be an unfair thing to say (laughs) but what a grifter Mm -hmm. is compared to let's say somebody who runs a business or shop etc is they are providing you with false information intentionally. So clickbaity stuff or stuff that they know Mm -hmm. that will be reactionary for you that isn't necessarily rooted in any kind of historical context or reality. Or even if it is UPG, which is very valid, they never tell you that. Mm -hmm. They tell it to you as though it's a fact because Mm -hmm. they want you to keep coming back to them so they can keep making money. When their sole purpose is making money, that... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I think it's so important if you are talking about personal correspondences or personal like feelings. Like I make sure I say that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because not every I, if I know not everyone is going to agree with me, I'll be like, this is how I feel personally. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that's really important, especially if you're like, I haven't really heard about this in book, but this is my experience with using you know whatever it is that you're talking about mm-hmm. um, grifters yeah. in my personal opinion and definition so this is not like don't quote maria on this or use it as a definition this is just a robin definition um grifters are somebody who will tell you a lot that you're wrong they'll say for example mm-hmm. like maria is a brunette Like, brunettes are wrong, and they can't be witches, but they will never once tell you why that is, where where you can find that Mm -hmm. written somewhere else. They'll usually say shit to you, like, do your research. So they are these faces in the community that provide no historical context. They provide Mm -hmm. no sources or substance to what they're telling you. But simultaneously Mm -hmm. telling you how fucking wrong you are all the time and how they're actually right. They've got a real big brain and you don't. You little dummy. That's why you need to come to them. (laughs) And that should be a red flag to me, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's no one person or content creator this is about. I know that I called out a specific person for doing something that I felt was problematic in my blog post, but that this is not an, an attack at them or trying to further that narrative. This is a actually a really large blanket problem within our community, um, which is why mm-hmm. we're talking about it today. So I don't want people thinking that this like beef or whatever is continuing because it's just not. <laughs> um, it's just not. And mm-hmm. yeah, so we're going to talk about it. So Maria, yeah. what would you say is a good recommendation for people vetting sources? So I think it's very important that if you're, let's say that you've come across something on the internet that from a specific person um, that, I don't know, that you've never heard before and you're like, well, you like, maybe that makes sense. I think it's very important to look at that person's history before you start like resharing their stuff and all that just to make sure, you know, because what if this person is like has a history of saying very inflammatory things that Mm -hmm. usually is a big red flag that you should probably not be getting your information from them. Um, 
and like I don't know like I do think you know it's important to look at how long a witch has been practicing in their craft Mm -hmm. especially like um going for someone with for information i mean new witches do come in our community with a tremendous amount of new knowledge and they definitely you know add stuff to the community but if you're i i just i feel like if a, especially a newer witch who has only been reading stuff up online they might not have the knowledge basis that they necessarily um should you know they don't have the knowledge bases in order to say certain things Mm -hmm. so definitely make sure you know how long a witch has been practicing for before um truly i don't know taking what they say as solid fact Mm -hmm. i don't know how do you feel about that i mean i I definitely agree with you for most most things i do think that There are witches out there that, let's say, started a year ago and they have been, they put Mm -hmm. more passion, energy, research, et cetera, than people that have been doing it for 10 years. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say I agree with you on that, but to an extent, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, only because of those reasons. Like, I've known some people. Well, I think that's part of the reason for like going back and looking at the witch and their, what they have posted in the past. For sure. Because if they have been doing all that research and you can obviously tell then that makes that makes sense yeah and like i don't know it's i get frustrated like i get so frustrated um clickbait and being you and i'm trying to think of how to word this without sounding like a fucking asshole but you know what here's the thing guys i'm gonna sound like a dick um content creators run on an algorithm maria and i are no exception to this uh do like am i wrong is there not an algorithm that god that we freaking sacrifice to every day with our posts (laughs) (laughs) yes and how (laughs) algorithms work most typically is it's not just how many likes you get it's how many people comment on it are people sharing this as well for example if Mm -hmm. i post a picture of a cat and the cat is cute and whatever right and lots of people like Mm -hmm. the picture of the cat that'll do okay Mm -hmm. but if i put a picture of a cat in a blender and i'm like you ever get those feelings to like just murder your cat or something i don't know i'm obviously a poor example but people are then going to go and comment on that and be like oh my gosh don't put your cat in a blender or i love putting my cat in a blender or freaking whatever right that is engagement. Engagement then pushes it further on the algorithm. So if you have a content mm-hmm. creator who, for example, is saying that if you don't have access to the internet, for example, um, this mm-hmm. is one I can think of right now. But anyway, you don't have access to the internet. You can't be a real witch. Like, not only is that classist as hell, <laughs> but doesn't that make you mad to hear that? Like, if you don't have internet, you're not a real witch. So then you are going to comment on it and you're going to say shit like, what the fuck is wrong with you, person? And then that mm-hmm. gets them engagement. And then their next post, because how the algorithm works is their next post will be pushed higher. Oopsie. Sorry will be pushed higher on the algorithm <laughs> by default because of uh, this kind of forward trajectory. And then they can say, mm-hmm. hey, guys, come subscribe to my podcast where I talk more about this. And that will automatically be pushed higher. It's, and so you're now going to go there. They're going to get ad revenue, etc. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not shaming anybody for being a user of the algorithm at all. I'm a user of the algorithm. Maria is a user of the algorithm. However, when you see a content creator posting really inflammatory things that gets a lot of engagement and then immediately mm-hmm. post about like something that they are creating that costs money or a product that they're pushing. Now, it might be a coincidence, Mm-hmm. Like content creators, like usually have this shit planned out weeks in advance. So it could be a very good coincidence, but also maybe isn't. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we need to take into consideration when we are using the internet and content creators as sources for our magical information. Mm-hmm. If it creates a reaction out of you, in my opinion, that 
it makes you feel something really strong. And I don't mean like mm. this piece moved me or wow, I feel so knowledgeable. I mean like a I'm scared reaction or this gives me anxiety. This is something mm-hmm. to consider verifying elsewhere. <laughs> Consume but verify. Mm-hmm. Because they might yeah. just be saying that to to gain a reaction out of you to make money. And it's fucked up and it's a fucked up truth of our community, but it's it it witchcraft is not the except like we're not the only ones. There are people that will say inflammatory things to get a reaction for either money or attention. And mm-hmm. it's crummy. It's really crummy. But it is, unfortunately, a very real aspect of the society that we live in. Yeah. Does that make sense? So should we? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Should we talk about books? Yes, I yeah. do want to talk yeah. about books. So you go first. Okay, so I think it is very important to know that most white authors, especially from the early to mid 1900s, had a problem had problematic past, especially yes. when like looking at them with modern eyes. But yes. it's important important to address that problematic past when you're referencing said person. Obviously, some of these authors weren't breaking any generational curses during their time, and we can take <laughs> their failures and use them to our advantage to be better humans. So it is important to make sure, you know, that today's authors or posts you are seeing are trying in some part to address that in their books, especially if they're talking about authors from that particular time period. And um, now, outside of problematic books, magic and like our witchcraft experiences are so highly personal, unique and individual. And this will definitely come out in like in certain books, especially modern ones. I think it is important to look at some look at the authors and what is said about them online and making sure that it resonates with you before buying buying a book. You will see that, you know, many reviews online are from people who disagree with something the author has said. I think we talked mm-hmm. about this in the mm-hmm. previous podcast, but you know, they didn't go in the mindset of reading this book you know no one goes in uh, no one should go in uh, thinking that they're going to uh, fully agree with the author and that's why I Mm -hmm. think it's very important to look at said author and make sure that you resonate with them first if they Mm -hmm. have like an online presence or they have had previous books just to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're like you're not getting a book that you're not going to get anything from does that make sense? It does. And a good example of what Marianne just said in terms of, um, you know, the context of the people that we're living in. An example I like to use is that Crowley, for example, was a dickhead, piece of shit guy, mm-hmm. just not a good person, kind of misogynist, like did bad things. But then people will, mm-hmm. like there was a list going around of authors to cancel and his the top thing that they put on the list was that he was a pervert. Well, Crowley was labeled a pervert because he was in a relationship with a man in 1905. I, I'm not and that doesn't justify the bad things that he did. But like, let's consider the historical context here. It's because he was fucking a wasn't dude. like. I'm not saying this is. I think I've read it in a book. Wasn't he a pedophile? Like I, dating I don't like know. a 14 year old. I'm not, not, not going to speak on that because I actually have no idea. <laughs> okay, um, I'm just. I wonder if that's where that that was coming well, from. The, the, because the most articles that it comes up with, the reason that the the label came up was because it was in a newspaper, mm-hmm. and the example given was because he was fucking a man. Does not mean that there weren't other perverted things that were going on, (laughs) but the actual label itself stemmed from that. Um, And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not trying to justify things Crowley did. I'm just using that as an easy example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I completely get it. um, Yeah, definitely not trying to be like. Actually, I think he was a really good guy because I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Like. It's okay. But uh, when okay. it comes to things like confirm yet yeah, verify, then we go into things like talking mm-hmm. about books like Maria said, right? And looking mm-hmm. at it in terms of historical context, looking at things and kind of going back to 
the uh, content creators using you. <laughs> Uh, they make mm. you feel scared and they make you feel like everybody else in history is canceled and therefore you can only listen to them. <laughs> therefore, yeah. you're they're going to make money off of you. And instead, that's simply not mm -hmm. true. There are a lot of fucking sources for where you can get free or affordable books that are not pirating, <laughs> that you can expand your mm -hmm. knowledge. You can look at archives. You can look at just so many different things that are free. They aren't. Um, taking advantage of authors and you mm -hmm. don't have to just rely on a 30 second reel or TikTok video or even a blog post. Like I am a blogger. I write blogs. Do not mm -hmm. take everything I say as absolutely perfect. Like I'm still a human. Like I do mm -hmm. my best to research and share, but I'm, I'm going to make fuck ups. <laughs> so mm -hmm. consume, but verify. And there's lots of free and great ways to do that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I in my yeah, blog post I, I did agree. give a whole list of places you can get like books um mm -hmm. affordably, and I will include that list to the Coffee and Cauldrons Instagram like link tree, so that way you guys can still have access to it. Um, it's yes. in like a. I mean, you can go to my blog if you want to, but we will. I'll just make a list, and I'll put it in our link tree. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But yeah. no, I completely agree. And it's a lot. <laughs> you know, we just need to consume wisely. Yes. And do our own research on top of the re <laughs> it's like a multi-layer thing. Like you're doing research, you have to research that research. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just keep it's a going. Lot of make sure that work. <laughs> It, it is. is. And that's why it's a mag like magical practices. Like you're not going to learn everything that you need to in like a week or a year or even okay. 10 years or even 20 years. We're all like constantly learning and constantly and that evolving. that is okay. Like this is something that I think that as a community, we have to remember is that we're all doing our best. We're mm -hmm. also not computers. We're human beings that can only consume at a certain, you know, speed. So, like, let's mm -hmm. just be fucking nice to each other and help each other out instead of just being dicks that yell at one another on the internet about how we'll actually. <sighs> I don't know. It just bothers me. Also, I, I think that a leader and a teacher, I'm just going to say this is a final thing. A leader and a teacher, mm -hmm. even if they don't fully open up about their practice online because nobody fucking owes you that, that is a private personal thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. they should still at least you should have an idea of a little bit what kind of tradition or path that they practice you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like even even if you don't understand their practice fully because they don't feel like they need to share that and that is their right to do that mm -hmm. you should still have an idea of the kind of tradition or paradigm etc that they follow and if you can't think of a single thing that that person has shared personally about their practice that you can be like oh well Robin for example you know she doesn't share that much about her practice but I do know that she works with Santa Muerte I know that she works with spirits right mm -hmm. if you can't answer that about a content creator but they're causing a reaction out of you perhaps that's not a content creator to be getting your information from that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. You can do what you want with that. <laughs> so, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Sausies. Uh, yes. As we always are. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so if you've been following me a while on Instagram, you may have seen playlists I make floating around. I try to make a monthly playlist and also make them for specific um, rituals or celebrations. I don't just make these for you guys, but I also make them for myself. I love curating playlists so much and finding new artists. I have a very, very, very taste in 
music. <laughs> but, you know, my favorite type of music is has like a cinematic touch, which is great for like when I'm doing spell work. And, you know, music plays such an important role in my craft. I honestly don't think I could do a spell or a tarot reading without it. I feel that music has the potential to raise our energy, especially if, if like we're dancing and they're moving our body toward the tunes before and during spell work. And I feel like it aids us so that, you know, in whatever we are magically doing. And it is also like a mood booster. Like if you're having problems, you know, you want to do a spell a specific night. So you're, you know, you dance it out or you're like me and you're upset and you're rage cleaning while listening <laughs> to like punk rock. You know, I'm guaranteed to feel a little bit better afterwards. <laughs> Is this shadow work? Possibly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and we actually have someone on the Discord that uses music and playlists for divin- uh, divinatory purposes for tarot readings and i think that's just like super cool and fun i mean you never really hear about that people doing that intentionally but um she has like a playlist of 900 songs or so and she shuffles it and certain songs pop up during tarot readings and she finds more often than not that they have like the song choices pertain to the reading and Hmm. i just i think that's a really interesting way to involve you know which is um, technology-centric witches and music, you know, combining those sorts of mm-hmm. witchcrafts together. I just, that was really interesting. I think that's interesting, how about, too. How about you? Do you like well, to use music in your craft? Me? We're moving on to what I don't like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what Robin's saying is that she hates music. I do. And all she I've does never heard is listen song. to nature. Listen, I've never heard a song in my life that I was like, wow, this is really good. Instead, instead, I heard a song and I went, delete. Get this out of my sight. <laughs> Uh, I actually really like your po- your not your podcast. I really like your podcast, Maria. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> I have some help. I think your co-host is really hot. <laughs> um, I have never heard one of your playlists that I didn't like, so uh, that was what oh, I was gonna thanks. say. Oh, you're welcome. You're so sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I I agree with you. I think they're fun. I like making playlists too, just not as often as you do. So, I have a couple. Have a problem. But Maria's got like <laughs> like a whole freaking library of them. I do. Welcome to the Internet Archives. I'm cur- <laughs> and I'm currently making like five more. And and if you're keeping an eye out for it, I'm making a sex magic playlist. So. Dang. Keep Maybe horny on Maine, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> what she's trying to say is this the music her and her wife have sex to, and you're all so welcome to get to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you're so lucky. That your you guys ears are, so are lucky. blessed to hear it. You are so lucky, honestly. <laughs> Disgusting. Please don't think Filthy. of me having sex. Please don't Please do it. <laughs> never think of me. Um, Temperance Alden, I was sent a, uh, a adult wand. Um, they actually sent me two. So I sent her one, uh, as a birthday gift. Cause it was like, I, it was around you her birthday. You gifted a vibrator. I gifted a vibrator, um, which is chill and normal and totally fine. And I put a note inside of the box and I just said, never think of me when you're using this. <laughs> like please just do not perceive me when this is in or around you okay like anyway (laughs) you're all welcome for that little tidbit (laughs) of course a music discussion would go into this sort of talk only as never perceive me well you're the one going yeah sex magic guys fuck to my playlist (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just saying that i have pretty sexy taste in music jeez jeez so anyway back to I mean, pervert do these talk. songs do these songs make me feel horny maybe will they make you feel horny hopefully we'll see i want you to know that i never wanted to think about things that made you feel horny i just want to put that out there i never thought about it once um 
<laughs> Countless times I like, I wonder where kids Maria going. <laughs> Music, Robin. <laughs> Music. So, Robin, what is not stirring your cauldron this week? Can I just say that this is what makes me horny? I don't need <laughs> the music. <laughs> um, thank you so much for asking. Um, wow. Uh, what is not brown stirring my cauldron this cow. week? The entire <laughs> internet. All of it. The whole internet. Um, we just you need a break. <laughs> Before we had decided our main topic, I was going to talk about basically our main topic today as what was just not doing it for me. (laughs) But the real issue here is the internet in general. I just need a break. (laughs) Everybody's so mad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like eclipse season or what, but everybody seems to be on 11 right now. And I just, I can't, (laughs) I can't deal with that at this time. (laughs) Um, like I've had people thinking that I'm talking about them on the internet when I'm not like I'm just making like I had somebody get upset about a ghost joke I made and they thought I was talking about them and I was like I'm watching this guy blow up a crystal and say that there's a ghost in it like this has nothing to do with you Um, it's a lot of like parasocial problems Um, I just need a nap that's what I need. I'm tired of the internet. I love the internet so much. I really do, actually. And I've been having like a lot of fun streaming scary video games and having t- chats and stuff on Twitch, which has mm-hmm. been great. But in general, the whole internet right now, everybody just needs to have some milk and a nap and like <laughs> just be fucking nice to each other. Everybody's being so mean. It's just always. And. <clears throat> I just feel like so many people because of the pandemic and stuff like that have just like so much going on in their own lives with work stress like there's so much stress but like they're bringing that stress and like they're trying to find some way to vent it and they're not venting it in the most healthiest of ways yeah and like and I do get it bring it to the internet yeah I do get it there's a lot of stress going on we also were in a like a global position of transitioning back to quote normal you know, mm-hmm. we, the, the I, I don't I don't remember what the statistic is exactly, but the last I read, it was like 61 percent of people in America, at least. So I don't know about everywhere else have been mm-hmm. vaccinated. So like we are now like the, the scales are tipping to the direction of going back to normal. Some I mean, the CDC announced that as long as you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask or whatever. And that's. Like, scary, especially considering the fact that we've been living in this world for the last 15 months or whatever, where that has not been the case. And so, like, I get it. Where it's There's a lot of change happening. Change is scary. I understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, hey, maybe we journal about that and not just project that at strangers on the internet. <laughs> what do you I hope think? You do some of that. Do some of that shadow work and I mean, our emotions. The, the latest take <laughs> that has absolutely I took a break from the internet for a few days because of it was mm-hmm. when there was that whole like Nazi thing happening online. I got mm-hmm. called a bully because I said, "Hey, Nazis are bad. You should not be sharing Nazi books to minors that's with no context that's not okay Mm -hmm. I got called a bully for that and I'm like we as a left left leaning community or at least my immediate community is left leaning Mm -hmm. are constantly saying to call that shit out and then the moment it gets called out it's you're a bully like excuse me (laughs) anyway I don't I'm not gonna go back (laughs) into that I said I was letting it go and I really meant that but like that is an example of like the climate of the internet right now and your girl needs a nap that is and the eclipse <gasps> stuff too like and the eclipse stuff <laughs> and then like <sighs> like i made Everyone's a joke so i made angry a joke. right now i made a joke about being cuz somebody said that i got hexed right and i didn't think i was hexed not actually okay 
but I thought it was funny. Like that somebody was like, you know, you got hexed. So I made like a fucking TikTok where I was just like, oh yeah, you'd rather fucking hex a pregnant lady than say sorry. And I had prefaced it in the cap in the like the 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 comments. Like I don't really think anything happened to me. Like this is just a joke. I thought it was funny, right? And I'm getting mm-hmm. yelled at. You're attacking them. And I was like, whoa. I didn't say anybody's name and I said multiple times that this was a joke like to multiple people and as mm-hmm. like a like calm we can laugh at funny things and it's not anything more serious than that it's okay <laughs> it's funny that's mm-hmm. funny that's funny to think that if if that were true that somebody would do that like it's not that serious please <laughs> Please, guys. <laughs> uh, so let's it, all take a nap. Should we all take a nap? nap? Like, especially if you followed my content at least for a while. Like, I am not that serious all the time. I'm usually shit posting and like laughing at myself. Like, it's not that serious. Like, can we please stop yelling at each other? Like, this is crazy. Like, there's a huge difference between holding somebody accountable and just like yelling into the void. Like, stop mm-hmm. it. I think everyone's just been cooped up in their houses for way too long and like just marinating in their problems. And it's just it's time to it's time to become more sociable and nicer to our fellow humans. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's what's not destroying my cauldron. I hope you guys are being nice to each other and to yourselves. And, you know, just choosing to say, like, like I did the no subtweet week. And the no subtweet mm-hmm. week wasn't so that we'd scream at each other. It was the whole point was either it's serious enough that you are going to tag that person directly or mm-hmm. it's not worth the energy so just let it go <laughs> like that mm-hmm. was the whole point of it and people were like taking it to this nth degree and i'm just like guys hey hey guys let's all just <laughs> hold hands <laughs> anyway <laughs> i don't want to keep hashing this out but that, that's just not story my culture this week yay <laughs> If you've just joined us this week i'm gonna preface this you know what it had been like probably two or three episodes we didn't get a message for a while and then we got one last night and i sent it to maria just like can you fucking believe this stop asking to be featured on here and if you tell us that you're a huge fan but then you still fucking ask it tells us that you don't actually listen at all uh, <laughs> These are creators, shops, artists, etc. that we are loving right now, point blank. These are things that we are finding genuinely and organically. Stop asking to be promoted on the podcast. You're so rude and disrespectful. Like, no. No means no. Not convinced. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. <laughs> no means no. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't care if you say you're a big fan because I call bullshit on that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Maria, who are you loving right now? So on Instagram, I've been loving Winter of Her Discontent. Um, I love the name. I don't know their name. Yeah, I know. It's so it's it's so it's beautiful. It's <laughs> I'm so, so jealous that I didn't come up with it myself. <laughs> but. They recently did a um, a painting of um, of a Medusa, mm-hmm. and it is beautiful, like ten out of ten, like gorgeous. <laughs> and I don't. And then the rest of the images, like they're very like fantasy based and some mythological stuff thrown in, mm-hmm. and they're just they're so just talented, and so stunning. I know, right? They're just talented. Point I'm like. <laughs> yeah i can't tell like is it watercolor like a little bit it looks like oil like paintings to me it? oil painting that's what well, it looks like whatever or, it is or, or maybe like a digital medium that gives off the effect of like uh, actual paint i'm not certain yeah i'm just i don't guessing. know but beautiful 
Like, if you want to yeah. feel inspired, like, look at their so page. So beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so, love it. How about you? Um, My creator uh, is actually another podcast, and one that I was on recently called Real Witches of the End Time. Uh, mm-hmm. Mana, who is the host, I think is really going somewhere. I think, I mean, I had a blast on their podcast, and I, I think that it is an overall, like, really good tone of, like, just what a fun podcast is, I guess, where you're talking about mm-hmm. serious things, but you're not doing it in a way that you're taking it so seriously that you're pretentious. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? <laughs> no, that makes complete sense. Yeah, 100%. I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, Mana's had some of my friends on there before, people like I know and respect. And I really like the episodes. And I really think this is a podcast to look out for. I think it's in- entertaining. It's informative. It's good. I like it. Uh, 10 out of 10. Everybody, I think, should go and give it a try at least. It's a like magic and paranormal like story sharing podcast where they have guests etc very fun very cool i really like it um i think other people should check it out <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's it yeah okay yeah there's only two of us <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope to see you on Friday, June 11th for our 12th episode of Season 2. Keep an eye out on our Instagrams and our Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Coffee and Cauldrons Pod or on Twitter, Coffee Cauldrons Pod, for more information. (laughs) Speaking of hard... (laughs) or even better joining us on our discord tier which is first coven on patreon so we can answer your questions in our part two next time you'll even get to hear our lovely sexy sensual erotic beautiful perfect voices for an additional 30 minute ish (laughs) episode uh, for being on our patreon casting tier and up so again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin at a Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria Tharakane on Instagram. All right, you ready to count down? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. One. One. Two. Two. Bye, witches! Bye, witches! <laughs> that was the worst one we've done in a while. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>